Turn with me to Luke chapter 9, if you will. Uh, Luke chapter 9 and verse 28. When I was a mechanic, we had quite a few guys in our shop, and uh, the advice was always forthcoming. But what I learned is there were certain people that you didn't need to listen to because about three-quarters of the time they were wrong. Uh, but then other people... I would listen to consistently because more often than not, they were right. <laughs> and so I could, get, I could get a step or two ahead uh, by listening to their advice. Uh, we need to listen to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no one who knows us better, who knows God's plan better for our lives. Uh, there's no one uh, who is as wise and as powerful as he is. Uh, he is perfectly equipped to lead us in the right direction. Um, Luke here is describing the transfiguration. I, I could imagine what it must have been like to be Peter, James, or John, having gone up on the mountain. They're in a time of prayer, and just like they did in the Garden of Gethsemane, they get sleepy. Uh, and they wake up, and this all this amazing stuff is happening. Um, Jesus is speaking with Moses and Elijah. Uh, they're shining with this brilliant splendor, and it just uh, just amazing. And the disciples are they're terrified. Uh, they they've never seen anything quite like this before. And uh, finally, the the cloud, the Shekinah glory cloud of God, comes down upon the mountain, and God says, "This is my son. Listen to him." Uh, and I'm sure they never forgot those moments they spent on the mountain of transfiguration. And um, after God spoke, the cloud went away, and Moses and Elijah were gone, and Jesus was left there alone. Um, this was a, a significant thing, because in this time period, Jesus is giving the disciples a glimpse of who he really is. Uh, yes, he's the Messiah. Peter's, Peter's uh, already confessed that. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. But they had no idea just how great he really was. And so this was a, a season of time that God used in their lives to teach them to listen to God. And he, he teaches us to listen to God as we look at these things here as well. Uh, we need to listen to Jesus and respond with obedience and trust. And the title of my message is Reasons to Listen to Jesus. Uh, so look with me, if you will, at verse 28. About eight days after these words, he took along Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, they appeared in glory and were speaking of his death, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and those with him were in a deep sleep, and when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who were standing with him. As the two men were departing from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let's make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud appeared and overshadowed them. They became afraid as they entered the cloud. 
Then a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, the chosen one. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, only Jesus was found. They kept silent and in those days told no one what they had seen. Reasons to listen to Jesus. Uh, Why should we listen to him? Uh, We should listen to him because of God's place. God's place. In verse 29, as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. You see, Jesus, as he walked the earth, looked like you and me. He didn't look, uh, nobody would say, who is that? You know, as Jesus was walking by, the Bible says that he had no form uh, or uh, loveliness that we should desire him. Uh, he, was, it, he was apparently a fairly average-looking guy. But there was nothing average-looking about what they saw on the mountain. You see, Jesus hadn't changed in the sense that he was any different in his person. But Jesus had, had lived in veiled flesh. You know, you know that hymn, Veiled in Flesh the Godhead See? That's exactly what Jesus was. He was God himself, but he was veiled in flesh. And so here in this scripture, the veil is kind of taken back. And they begin to see the brilliance of his glory. Now, probably not to the degree that uh, you would have seen it in heaven. But Jesus gives them a little bit of a taste of what the true situation is. Um, Moses and Elijah are also uh, shining in, in glory. Did you know the Bible says that we as God's people, the righteous will shine like the stars forever and ever? One of these days, I'm going to put me on a brilliant body. I'm going to walk around. I'm going to shine like the stars. It's going to be something. Um, God's place. We need to listen to Jesus because this life is not all there is. We are here for a moment. Uh, the scripture says our life is a vapor. Uh, things are passing. Sunrise, sunset, right? We are passing through life quickly. And one day, if Jesus tarries, we'll die. But that's not the end of the story. For all eternity, we will be with Christ. And one day, the resurrection will take place. And for all of eternity... We will have a heavenly existence. Uh, It can be easy to lose perspective in this life. Jesus has just finished talking to the disciples about suffering. He said, uh, I'm going to suffer. The Son of Man is going to give his life. And then he says, if you want to follow me, you've got to take up your cross daily and follow me. Uh, It's a life of self-denial. It's a life of putting Christ first. And, and it would be very easy sometimes in the, in the mundane details of life to lose sight of eternal things. It might be easy to put ourselves first and maybe to, to live for pleasure or to live uh, for our job or, or, or even for the good things of life like family. Uh, but what he's saying here is we need to listen to Jesus because of the true nature of things. What we see here is not the true nature of things ultimately. One day this is all going to pass away. Peter says this earth will burn with a fervent heat. Everything you have and everything you know about this planet will one day be gone. 
when God determines it to be so. What will last is what we've given away, what we've done for Christ, and our love for Him. That will last. And so uh, we need to live our lives in such a way uh, to, to reflect that true purpose uh, of why we're here. And, and we need to listen to Jesus and what he has to say. Um, you see a little bit of his, um, of his splendor and of his glory. When Jesus came the first time, he was a suffering servant. When he comes the next time, he'll be a conquering king. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you're discouraged, maybe someone making fun of you because you're talking about the things of God, uh, or, or maybe you uh, have struggled as you tried to have a witness out in the world, can, can I tell you, you need to continue to listen to Jesus because one, thing, everything's go- one day everything's going to be reversed. And those who, who have rejected Christ will face an eternity in hell, and God will honor those who've honored him. Uh, Listen to Jesus because of God's place. Uh, Secondly, uh, listen to Jesus because of God's plan. Look at verse 31. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his death. The word for death in the Greek is literally the word exodus. They were speaking of Jesus' exodus. Jesus, God had a plan for Jesus. And that plan was to bring him through a, a time of death, a time of suffering, a resurrection, and an ascension. And the Bible calls it an exodus. Now, can you think of a time in biblical history where there was a mountain with a Shekinah glory cloud on it, uh, with, uh, associated with the term Exodus. Uh, and, I mean, this brings our mind back to the time of Moses. And Moses had, had predicted that there would be a prophet like him that would come. And, and, and God's plan was being worked out in the life of Jesus. Um, God's plan sometimes isn't pleasant. Wasn't pleasant for Jesus, was it? To take the, the stripes on his back, uh, to suffer the, the cursing and rejection of, of people uh, in his country, uh, even the abandonment of his own men. It wasn't easy for Jesus to bear the wrath of God on the cross. But Jesus obediently fulfilled God's plan. Did you know God has a plan for you and for me? Um, God had a plan for the fish that swallowed Jonah. You ever think about that? The Bible says the Lord ordained a fish. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> kind of like the donkey story, isn't it? Uh, this fish, God said, okay, I got a job for you, fish. Uh, there's going to be a storm, and this guy's going to fall down into the water, and your job is to swallow him. That was the plan God had for the fish. I want you to know God has a plan for you and for me. The Bible says he knit us together uh, in our mother's womb. He designed us for his purpose. Uh, And so we need to listen to Jesus because God has a plan for us to fulfill. What if Jesus hadn't gone to the cross? You ever think about that? We'd be lost, wouldn't we? 
Uh, We'd be on our way to hell. We'd have no hope. Uh, People, uh, generations and generations of believers would no longer have salvation uh, because Jesus was the key to everything. Now, I understand that you and I are not Jesus. But can I tell you, I think there are important plans that God has for each one of us. Uh, I think... Speaking of God's plan, it's interesting how things work sometimes. Um, Diana uh, was going to be out of town today. Sherry took a class, and she said she just felt led to go through the gospel presentation with those kids. Can I tell you, Amaya gave her heart to Christ this morning in Sunday school. I want you to know, there's no accidents with God. He has a plan. And as you and I listen to Jesus, we fulfill the plan that God has given us. There are no accidents with God. Do you believe that? God has our days written in his book. He has a plan for us. We may not understand the plan. We may, we may uh, be perplexed about why we're doing what we're doing. And that's okay. We don't necessarily have to understand everything, but we can know that as we listen to Jesus, we'll fulfill the plan that God has for us. Um, I wonder uh, if, if D.L. Moody's Sunday school teacher realized the significance of what he was doing. Obviously, it's significant every time somebody comes to Christ, but when he went to talk to D.L. Moody in that shoe store where he was selling shoes, and he shared Jesus Christ with him, uh, and D.L. Moody was saved, I wonder if he truly understood at that moment the powerful impact he was having. He's probably just a humble, everyday guy who was being obedient to what God told him to do. Wow, what an impact he had. You and I won't know till we get to heaven the impact that we've had. Uh, I, I think of Bobby Welsh. Bobby Welsh shared a story one time. He was a, an officer in the United States Air Force, if my memory serves me. Uh, and, and one day he was in a Jeep uh, and, and was talking with another officer uh, about Jesus. And, and the man, you know, basically turned him down and everything. And um, he said, I went away that day feeling kind of like I'd, you know, I'd failed. Uh, but he said, years later, he said, I was at a convention. I'd gotten out of the Air Force and I was a pastor. He said, I was at, the, at this convention and this man walks up to me and he says, you probably don't remember me. It's been a very long time. He said, but uh, do you remember the day that you were talking to that other officer in the Jeep about Jesus? And at first, he didn't remember. And then it finally it dawned on him what he was talking about. He, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. He said, he said, I know that man turned you down, but he said, I was sitting in the back seat, and I gave my heart to Christ. And, he, and Bobby Welsh was just struck by, you know, we never know. We never know what God's going to do through us. And so, listen to Jesus. God has a plan for your life. Uh, Don't take those everyday uh, opportunities that you have lightly because God does have a plan for your life. So, listen to Jesus. Uh, So, reasons to listen to Jesus, first of all, uh, listen because of God's place. Listen because of God's plan. Listen because of God's Messiah. Look at verse 33. As the two men were departing from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. Now notice 
Peter doesn't speak to Moses or Elijah. He speaks to Jesus. It's in the singular in the original language. And the word for master, it was a word that meant overseer, the person in charge. Uh, he didn't look at Elijah. He didn't look at Moses as the person in charge. He looked at Jesus as the person in charge. And even though he may not have completely understood what all that meant, he recognized Jesus as being the sovereign, the one in charge, the master, the Lord. Um, can I tell you something? Jesus is God's Messiah. He's the one God sent for us. Uh, he is the great Savior, the divine Son of God. He's our Messiah. We need to listen to him. Matter of fact, uh, when God tells Moses uh, and Elijah and the uh, disciples as they're gathered there, he says, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Uh, he's quoting an Old Testament scripture from Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy, God said there'll be a prophet. Uh, God said through Moses, there'll be a prophet like me uh, who will come. Listen to him. The exact phrase, listen to him, is found right here in this chapter of scripture. Um, God is making a point. This is the one. This is the one I've been predicting would come. Uh, listen to him. And so uh, he's the Messiah. He is the, the, the seed of the woman that was prophesied. He is the line of the tribe of Judah. Uh, he's the descendant of David. Uh, he's the king that's going to reign. Listen to him because of who he is. Uh, there's no one quite like Jesus. There's no ruler. There's no human being. There's no angel uh, there's no one in all the created universe that can come close to him. He is completely matchless. He is the sovereign of the universe. We were talking in Sunday school this morning. He holds the universe together by his power. That's power. Jesus is amazing. We need to listen to him. He has perfect wisdom. He has perfect power. He sees the future. Before we get there, we need to listen to him. He is God's Messiah. I, I think uh, as you learn to invest money, it's wise to either educate yourself very well, but most people like to let someone else give them advice, right? Somebody who knows what they're doing, especially in this market and economy. You, you need to be careful about what you do. With your money. Um, we go to human beings and listen to their advice. How much more should we listen to Jesus Christ? Listen to his word as he tells us what we need to do. Uh, listen as his spirit prompts us in what we need to do. Uh, watch his example and follow it. Uh, these are ways we listen to him. Uh, but we need to listen because he is God's Messiah. So reasons to listen to Jesus, God's place, God's plan, God's Messiah. Next, God's choice. Look at verse 35. This is my son, the chosen one. Uh, God is, is showing that Jesus is the one. This is the one, Jesus Christ. He's the one that I talked about in Psalm 2. When I said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies 
a footstool for your feet. Uh, he's the one who, who I said about in the Psalms, kiss the son lest he be angry with you and you perish in your way. He is the exalted son of God who has come to rule and reign. Listen to him. He is my chosen one, not Moses, not Elijah, Jesus. Isn't it interesting when the, when the Shekinah glory cloud goes away, there's Elijah and Moses are nowhere to be found, and Jesus is the only one standing there. It's as if God is saying, listen, you listen to him above all else. You revere Moses as a Jewish person. You revere Elijah. I'm going to tell you something. There's a new era and a new person that you need to listen to. His name is Jesus Christ, and he's unlike anybody that's ever come before. He is the chosen one. He is God the Son. Um, how would you like God to come and say that about you? Wouldn't it be neat if, if God just showed up in the, in the uh, uh, church service tonight and he said, uh, this is Joyce, I'm pleased with Joyce, right? Uh, wouldn't that be neat? Uh, or, or this is Philip, uh, Philip, man, he's a godly man. Uh, yeah, whatever, but, but God would come and say those things. This is God saying, listen, I'm telling you, there's one person unlike anyone else. You need to listen to him. He's not just an ambassador, right? That's what the apostles were. The apostles were ambassadors. But Jesus is the king. He's the one that sends out the ambassadors. He is the exalted one. High and lifted up. The image of God himself. Uh, so, we need to listen to Jesus because he's God's choice. And finally, we need to listen to Jesus because of God's command. God says, listen to him. That ought to be enough, right? <laughs> God says, listen, listen to him. Follow him. Uh, do what he tells you to do. They told us in the military we had to listen to our commanding officers. I tell you what, sometimes that wasn't too pleasant when they began to describe us in basic training and they used kind of colorful language and, uh, and, and it wasn't too pleasant. But we had to listen to them and we had to do what they told us to do because they were an authority over us. Human authorities will come and go and we're told to respect them and, and to, to obey them. But Jesus is the eternal Son of God, we're told and commanded to listen to him. What has Jesus been telling you to do? Maybe there's been something you've read in Scripture this week and God's convicted your heart. You say, you know, I'm not right in that area. I need to get right with the Lord. And you need to listen to what he's telling you and, and commit your life anew and afresh to him in that area of your life. Maybe somebody here today has, has been struggling. Maybe God is, is leading you into an area of service and you're nervous about it and you've been, you've been holding back and, Lord, I'm not really sure I want to do that. And God, just the Holy Spirit just keeps saying, just, I want you to do this, I want you to do this. And you've got to be willing to listen to Jesus to realize that full potential. Um, maybe you're going through a time of great struggle and difficulty in your life because you haven't listened to Jesus. 
You remember Jonah? God said, go to Nineveh, and he went the opposite way to Tarshish. And he ended up in the belly of the fish. I, I kind of laugh, but if you're in the belly of the fish, it's no laughing matter. And, and Jonah, Jonah said, his water was up to his neck, the seaweed was wrapped around him in the belly of the fish, and after three days of that, finally he says, okay, Lord, I, I surrender to you, I'll do it. I'll do what you want me to do. Um, we need to listen before we get in the belly of the fish, amen? If you are in the belly of the fish, can I encourage you that God is a gracious God? Um, say yes to Jesus. Surrender. Uh, get out of that trial that you're in due to the discipline of God. And so, whatever God may be touching your heart about tonight, maybe God is preparing you for something this week He's going to tell you to do. Uh, maybe you just need to say in your own heart to God tonight, uh, Lord, I'm available. I want to listen to you in my life. I surrender to your purpose. Uh, you know, somebody once said, Christianity is 1% ability and 99% availability. Well, I don't know how much of that's true, but I do know that being available to God is a powerful thing. He can take us and use us for his purpose. Have you been listening to Jesus in your life? I pray that you have. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for uh, letting us see through the eyes of the disciples the greatness of your Son. And Father, I pray that we would listen to him in our daily lives. Help us listen to his promises, God. Uh, help us to put our trust in him and, and what he says. Help us be obedient to listen to him in that way, and help us listen to him as he encourages us and as he, he motivates us through uh, our relationship with you. Uh, Lord, help us be open to do whatever you'd have us to do. And Lord, when we're tempted to want to stay up on the mountain and enjoy, uh, just enjoy being your child, God, help us to be willing to trust you.